Welcome to Advocacy for Inclusion's Supported Decision-Making Podcast. This podcast series is made possible through the generous support of the ACT Office for Disability. I'm Rob Donnelly. I work for Advocacy for Inclusion. We're a Canberra-based community organisation advocating for people with disabilities. We also report on broad issues that have an impact on people with disabilities across Australia. We've covered a lot of material in the past eight podcasts. The powerful importance that decision-making has in claiming and shaping our lives. The key questions to stop and consider when someone else is making a decision. Did this person ask me for support? And did they tell me the kind of support they wanted from me? The challenge of parking our opinions to the side in order to really listen and support the other person as they work towards their decision. We've looked at the skills we can utilise as supporters of decision-makers. The skill of interested inquiry, asking questions, the creator space for the decision-maker to think out loud. The skill of modelling the decision-making process. We also saw that supporting another person can lead to a greater amount of self-understanding. For example, we can catch sight of the presumptions that influence the way we act and are even inclined to intervene in the decision-making of the person we're supporting. We explored human rights as they're spelt out in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and also the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. And we saw that we all share certain human rights. Those rights are about freedom, recognition and access. The rights are found in our national and local laws. We saw it's helpful to have some knowledge of rights, so we can recognise when the person we're supporting is making a rights-based decision. And where that person's rights are not being respected, part of our support role might include helping them connect with a community legal service or the local human rights commission. We looked at the place that guardians can have as substitute decision-makers in some people's lives. We saw that guardians' decision-making power is granted, and can be revoked, by a state or territory tribunal. In the ACT, that's the ACT Civil and Administrative Tribunal, and the decision-making power that a guardian has is limited to what is written in the guardianship order. And we saw there are national standards for guardians, which include the standard that the wishes of the person who has a guardian must be given effect wherever possible unless those wishes will significantly adversely affect the protected person's interests. We saw that guardianship orders can be reviewed where there's a problem and disability advocacy organisations can be helpful avenues for extra support in sorting out those issues. In this podcast, we're going to explore what advocacy is all about. 
As a person who is supporting a decision-maker, it's helpful to have some knowledge about the resources that are available in the world of community services. We already looked at the useful role community legal centres can have when you're supporting someone who's made a rights-based choice and is being blocked. Community legal centres are a good port of call if the issue's legal. It's also helpful to have some awareness of disability advocacy services that are hopefully available in your town or city. A quick way to find out what's around is to Google the name of your town or city along with Disability Advocacy Service. Disability Advocacy Organisations offer a range of services. There are people employed in the services who have the specific role of advocates. In the organisation I work for in Canberra, Advocacy for Inclusion, they have the title Human Rights Advocates. These people have the role of supporting and even speaking on behalf of clients with disabilities who are faced with difficult issues and find it hard to sort those issues out on their own. What's the help of an advocate look like in real, day-to-day -day terms? People might ask for the support of an advocate if they feel overwhelmed in dealing with anything from the NDIS to various other government departments or agencies such as public housing or education. People might also ask for advocates' help when they're faced with paperwork or meetings or processes that they find difficult to understand. Advocates can accompany clients to meetings, explain what's going on, and ensure that the client's voice and point of view is being heard. Disability advocacy services can also provide training for people who want to gain skills so they can be their own advocate. In other words, so they can self-advocate. That kind of training can focus on a range of skills, such as being well prepared for meetings, communicating clearly and effectively, managing emotions and stress, keeping focused on what matters, and various other skills that are about self-care and managing expectations. The third service that disability advocacy organisations often provide is focused on the big picture. Large organisations and government departments sometimes operate in ways that disadvantage people with disabilities. The problem has to do with the way those organisations operate, their big systems, officials not being trained in communicating well with people with disabilities, forms and paperwork and that even brain surgeons would have trouble understanding, classrooms that are consistently understaffed, leaving no capacity for extra support for children with disabilities. Big system problems in the world of government departments and other large organisations are often endless. Disability advocacy organisations keep an eye on those big systems issues, the ones that affect a lot of people, and they feed back their observations and suggestions to government. 
This work is called systemic advocacy. All of this can be helpful background knowledge when you're supporting someone with a disability who's making a decision or who has made a choice that is but is facing some hefty brick walls. When you're in a support role, it's important to know that there are avenues where extra support and more particularly specialised support can be found. So if you're supporting someone who wants to build their own skills to advocate for themselves, look into options through your local disability advocacy service. If you're supporting someone who's stuck in a bureaucratic black hole and they need someone to be by their side, helping them to sort it out, get in touch and see if an advocate can help. There are a range of other services that you might also find helpful. People called official visitors or official community visitors can be helpful if you're supporting someone who's either living in an institutional environment or in a group house and there's concerns that the house is being run or decisions are being made that are having a negative impact on the person you're supporting. Official visitors are appointed to check on visitable places, places like institutions and group homes, to ensure that all is well and in order. To find your contact for official visitors, Google the name of your state or territory along with the words official visitors. And again, I emphasise that it's important to talk with the person you're supporting and check if they want that contact to happen before going ahead with it. And finally, I might mention another person, someone who's called senior practitioner. The senior practitioner in some states and territories is someone appointed by the state or territory government to look into situations where someone's been subjected to control over their freedom of movement. And that might be through physical constraints, for example, being tied up or locked up or confined, or it might be through chemical constraints. When this kind of constraint or control has been used, it's called a restrictive practice. All of this further emphasises the important role that a support person can have in helping people connect with services and specialised supports. If you find that you're in an ongoing support role in the life of someone with a disability, then it might be worthwhile making some time to explore the services that are available in your town or city. A little time spent exploring in this way may save you from the greater burden of trying to reinvent the wheel. Thank you for deciding to listen to this podcast. I hope you decide to come back again.